I'm like it. What is up, guys? We are back to our fourth episode of The Electricians. As always, I am Ireland, and with me I have... Gavin. And KK is here as well as a guest star. I think she's becoming more of a regular these days. But anyway, tonight we are going to be talking about the problems of our generations. We're going to be talking about our peers and people that we see that are are of the same age group as us that we do not like or that we do like. So let's get into it. All right. What is up? So tonight we are going to be talking about a very touchy subject. Our generation. Yeah, our generation <laughs> and how it's probably ruining everything. They put a lot on us, you know, back in the back in the 60s and 70s. He was 12, 13 years old. You know, you went and hung out with your buddies every day, went and rode bicycles down the street, chunked some eggs at some cars every once in a while, I guess. You know, probably – I don't know what kids in the 50s did. What no, like drink, what they take acid and listen to the Beatles. Like, no, I, I not know. hating on the Beatles. I love the Beatles, but, you know. No, I did. I <laughs> but, but we're the first generation because I was born in 1999. You were born in 2000. Yep. You were one of those children. One of those kids that nobody likes. Two thousand, John. I was still a '90s kid, so not. I really wasn't. You were a like 90s in the kid. irrelevant '90s. Yeah, I mean, you know. But either way, so '96 was the year. I, I can, yeah, '96, <laughs> the '96 Bulls. Bulls. But I can remember what was it? We were probably 10, 11, 12, and you saw all the real sport kids get that. New I or the, no no it was the BlackBerry wasn't it wasn't it the BlackBerry that was real popular? Nah, when we were the, when we were that age, like the the iPhone like four came out when we were like like eleven or twelve. Was it for real? Yeah, I just remember my dad 13. had a BlackBerry. Wait, he well, loved it, it. I can look that up. Keep talking. So, and so pretty much everything that we have ever done has been videoed and put on the internet. Or taking pictures of. I mean, you know, before you done some shady stuff, you done some things you weren't proud of. You woke up next day, a few little buddies knew about it. You went on about your life. Well, today, yeah, everybody knows that's on Instagram. <laughs> Everyone knows everything. <laughs> everything knows everybody. Everything is posted somewhere these days. Uh, everything. So yeah, it was uh, like the the iPhone four because it came out in two thousand ten. So I was, I was ten or eleven. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, well, I don't even remember like the iPhone. I remember the first person who got an iPhone in our grade, and it was like I think it was Bradley McCormick. He had black OtterBox, and all of us were in Miss Davis's room first period, just looking at that thing. Like, oh my God, he has the iPhone four. That's like crazy. we're all flipping our phones up. Yeah, we're all flipping got, our. He's well, I don't one. know what you're talking about. I didn't have one. I didn't get one until I was I was probably 13, 14. It was when I started playing JV basketball and started staying after I was school 12 and everything. when I got my first phone. I was a little bit older than you. I, I was probably 13, 14. I just remember it was when we first started playing JV basketball and we started staying after school for practice. Yeah. And I will never forget. Excuse me. For about two months, I, I got my mother's first three digits, or well, the middle three digits, and my father's last four digits mixed up. And I called the same woman every day. Wait, you you had a three-digit 
like mixed the up with four digits. No. Okay, so you know you have, you have three digits, three digits, four digits. Okay. I mixed up my mother's middle three. I, I would type those in, and then I would type in my dad's last four. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it was the same woman, and I would call her every day after practice. You would think I would learn, but I didn't. And about after about a month of me calling her, uh, I ended up talking my parents into getting me a phone, and it was a little bitty flip phone. And it was like the coolest thing in the world. Like we all would just like, you know, it was all just texting fools. And then I, I really wish I could find it because I really want to look at some of the pictures I took with it because I know it's some stupid things <laughs> like like probably a duck or something. I was like, you know what? That'd be that'd be that's something cool. That's a something duck. I want to look at later. Yeah, like it's a duck. And now you know you see that um kids getting beat out in the street. What's the first thing you think of? <laughs> yeah, getting beat up in the street. What's the first thing you think? You know, I should put this on World Star. I mean, you know, there was a uh, I think it was Clout Cobain. That song by Denzel Curry, I was actually watching the, uh, what's it, behind the screen, behind the scenes or whatever on it. And um, and in one of his verses, he's talking about how you see somebody getting beat up. You see somebody pull a knife on somebody. You don't call 911. No, you pull out your camera and your video. Or, yeah. You know, you don't you don't think about because and it's just we're so desensitized to things. Dude, I say I feel opposite, though. Like every time that like a video that I could have took that. Oh, my goodness. That thing could have went viral. I didn't. Video I didn't. Vid- yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like dog 100%. literally your dog like looks at you. Yeah. like, Hey, bro, I'm hungry. And you're like, oh, my gosh, get out your phone. And it's like rough. Rough. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about you, KK. Oh, sweet girl. But anyway, I mean, it's just crazy how desensitized everybody is. Like, um, my my girlfriend at the time, actually, she's a forensics major. And so she sees all types of crime scenes and people just getting absolutely, like, just the worst of the worst kind of things. And it's just amazing how people just see that and they're like, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, saw something worse, worse than that on American Horror Story last night. You know, that ain't nothing. It's just crazy how desensitized everything is, are these, are these days. And <clears throat> also, I think a lot of the youth, maybe they feel, I'm not saying a lot of them, not all of them, because I know a lot of good old guys that are our, our age. I know a lot of good people that are our age, but I feel like a lot of them are, uh, I don't want to say spooled. I'd rather say something like they feel like they're owed something, maybe. Like they feel like they should get something just because they are here. I feel like the last really working generation was like probably our parents' age, something right there. Well, the boomers. Yeah. I mean, because even like me and you both have older sisters. I mean, their generation ain't too much better. Those millennials. Everybody hated millennials. Yeah. I remember that so, growing up. Everybody hated millennials. So it's just like, okay, our parents, what are, they're what? Well, 50s, I know. 40s, I, well, 50s. 40s, 50s, yeah. We'll say that. I feel like though them were the last. True like, working class. Yeah, like got like, like 18 years old, got out. I had 18, that, they that, had kids. and Yeah, 18. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, back in the 40s and 50s, you know, you're 12, 13, everybody's getting married. Yeah, yeah, you're 12, 13, everybody's getting married. They all have kids. Heck, by 14, you just moved out with a pack of kids we, you know. Yeah. And it, I couldn't imagine having a kid right now. No, I couldn't. I can imagine it. It's just it's like a... I don't even want to. It's like a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I like think it's worse film. than that. It's like a horror film. 
and that's not hating on young parents. You know, I like my best friend, Zach, he'll be on the show Tuesday, actually. Um, but my best friend, Zach, he has a kid and he's a, he's a wonderful father. And that's one of the first things that he told me, because I asked him, I said, you know, how do you how do you feel about being 20 years old? and You have a kid. And he was like, I was born for this. He said, it's just it's just one of them things where he. There wasn't a job that he enjoyed waking up doing, but every morning he just loves being with his with his what's well, still a baby, but he just loves being with his kid. Like he loves just talking to her and doing all kinds of things with her and trying to show her everything. And and she's, you know, and it's just great to see young people taking up that kind of responsibility. And, I mean, that's your restart kind of. I mean, it is. Like and for any parent, your kid, your kid, not yo, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better on here. your English. Yeah. Your kid is like a mirror of you and you, whatever you teach them and however you bring them up is right. Yeah. You know, but you but also, it's a reflection it, on the parent for sure. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying there's great parents out there where the kid just turned out like yeah, garbage. Yeah. 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 I mean, so sure. it's vice versa either way, you know, you have the, uh, the big nature versus nurture. Yeah. But you, know you, can, that is? you can tell who those kids are though. You can oh, tell yeah. the ones that are spoiled that are just. Oh, they're evil. Yeah. They're evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say if we're related or not. I know of, I think she is 12 or 13, and she is the most conniving and just manipulative kid I've ever seen. Greatest parents in the world. Oh, I love them to death. They do anything for anybody, and they do they do good by their kids. But she'll sit there and straight lie to your face and not feel an inch of remorse. Like so, like, I mean, remorse. there's a difference, though. You can be a good person and, you know, and not be a good parent. There, there's there's right. a difference between And you can be a being, terrible person to be an awesome parent. And be parent. a good parent, yeah. Right. I mean, so the, the I don't know who you're talking about, uh, but, like, let's just say their parents, maybe to you and them, you know, stuff goes on behind, behind oh, the yeah. scenes for sure. really. So you really never know unless you're just part of the household, right? So, and I, 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 I'm a full, I'm a full believer that you should whip your kid, hundred percent. Your kid, I should, got whooped. Oh yeah, my mama hit me with a brick to this day if I said something the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, just throw a daggum brick at you. I have a friend I actually worked with. He, uh, he, he came to work one day with a knot on his head, and I was like, "Dang man, you got your goose egg." And he said, "I smarted off to my mama, and she ripped the door hand, the, <laughs> the door frame out, and hit me with it." <laughs> I was like she ripped the door frame out. He was like, "Yes, and it's it's been coming off for a while." And I said something. She ripped that some gun right off and knocked me over the head with it. I was like, "Good God!" And I was like, "Well, go your mom." But go your mom. Yeah, I bet you. I looked at. I was like, "You ain't gonna smart talk your mom anytime soon." He said, "I had to get me for a couple months anyway." Yeah. But I mean, yeah, your mom, your mom pistol whip you. You talk to her the wrong way. Uh, yeah, I don't know what my mom did. I'd be afraid to she, say. I would I'd be walk afraid out. Afraid to find out. Yeah, if you said something the wrong way, your mom would walk out, or I would walk out. I'd be like, nope, I ain't, I ain't witnessing this. You murder. wouldn't even walk. You would walk out knowing that I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, nah, I ain't watching this. I ain't, no, I, I ain't no witness to no murder. Heck no, because that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you shouldn't beat your kid. Now there is a line. You shouldn't hit your kid closed fisted in the face, and I probably. You know, there are certain ways to whip your kid. Your kid shouldn't be afraid of you, but is it is it better to be feared or loved? You know what I mean? Like, you should have a little bit of both in you, knowing that your parent's going to rock your world if you mess up. And a lot of people are more... 
kind of like, you know, how a dog is food orientated, is food driven. They're more disappointed driven. Like they don't want to disappoint their parents yeah. and everything that they do. They don't want to disappoint your parents. And as gruesome as a topic as it is, you don't want to, you know, when your parents die, you lose a part of you. You change. I'm a firm believer. You change after your parents and you just there's nothing you can do to stop it, but it's it's going to happen. And so I think that scares a lot of people yeah. into minding and doing more of what they're supposed to. And I mean, it really helps them out in the long run, that fear. But, you know, there are some terrible parents out there in the world. And there are just some bad kids. Like I know, like I said, there's people that have amazing parents and they're just absolute demons. It's ridiculous. And then there's kids that have terrible parents that abuse them in some verbal or, you know, physical and still are good kids. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Like, I, okay. So you, you actually haven't heard this. She's an older woman. She was, she's probably in her forties or fifties. I got to hear her story from her. Actually. She's one of my uncle's friends. And, uh, we went and actually rode motorcycles together and she, her dad was in a cult. Her dad was the cult leader. This was in like the fifties, fifties or sixties. And when she was eight, her dad was going to give her to a 40 year old man was going to give her like for marriage, for, for sexual reasons. Yeah. And she ran away and she is, She's like a finance consultant or something. I don't know. She has something to do with finance. She's a multimillionaire. A lot of money. And she is just one of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life. Like, just can speak so fluently, can talk to really anybody. I mean, can, can really talk to anybody. And hilarious, too. And she just has such an optimistic view coming from such a terrible background like that. Yeah. You know, and it, I imagine it, it couldn't have been easy, but maybe that strive some sometimes with people, it helps them if they had a hard childhood because it makes them want to do better yeah. and get out of it. And then some people, it just absolutely wrecks. You know, they're just they're just absolutely wrecks them. Hmm. But anyway, we're going to take a short break for KK and we will be right back. All right, so we are back from the break, and I, I have a theory. It's not a theory. It's what I. It's what I think and believe. So, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, when everybody was 12, 13, 14, they went out and they partied and they got all their stuff out of the way, you know. And then, like we was talking about, the boomers working is because they was done partying by the time they was eighteen, you know. Yeah. Drinking, drinking laws weren't as tough. Didn't anybody really care if you were drinking underage and, you know, doing all these different drugs and everything else in the world? It was cool. Everybody did it, you know. And so now you get into 14, well, you know, the 2000s, the 90s, the 2000s. It's really turned into college because that's when, because your parents we're 12, 13, and they're like, oh, you're going out and partying and having sex. Yeah. You can't do that. And then when you get out of the house, now you're 18, 19, you're a little bit older, you're able to drive everything else in the world. And, you know, you're out of your parents' supervision, so everybody starts partying a little bit harder. And so all that really boils down to is it just keeps moving back. 
And there is a movie out, I think it was in 2011. It's Molly is Missing, Michelle is Missing, something like that. Y'all probably know what I'm talking about. It's a scary movie. But it, it was about a, I think she was 14, and it was in 2003 or four, And her and her best friend, they'd go was out this and based party. based on a true story? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what, the movie came out in 2011, but it was based on, a, on what happened in like 2003 or four, And these two girls who were 13, 14 from the time they were 13 as going out, partying, having sex with these older guys, doing all this. I guess parents didn't care. The parents didn't know. Uh, I don't know, but either way. And so all this went on. And finally, one of them ended up getting kidnapped and dude put him, put her in his dungeon and like abused her. And I think ended up, I never watched the movie. I just watched some of the previews and I, I read up on the story, but uh, put her in a barrel and left her there to die. Like after, I guess, sexually abusing her and, you know, doing all these terrible things to her. And I think that scared when that story came out, that scared a lot of parents and that scared a lot of people. So the people who still were letting their kids party at 13, 14, 15, 16, they kind of shut that down a lot more. And I mean, it really just shows that it's, it's a crazy world we live in. You know, you got the Batman guy going in there shooting places up. You got kids shooting up the schools. You got people going in and shooting up schools. I mean, when we were in high school, I remember after Sandy Hook, everything got real tight. I think in at uh, at Central High School, when they built that high school, like there's thousands of kids that go there. Uh, they actually have colanders in the in like in the ceiling that drop like if if they know the threat somewhere they can actually drop the ceiling so it'll contain it you know yeah and that's just that's crazy I mean, that after that's what's after to come sandy to. hook and uh it might not have been sandy hook sandy hook might have been i don't know it might have been when i was already in florida when that happened no i don't no. think so look up when sandy hook happened right. i don't i don't think you were but it was another one then because I remember Navarre. We lost. got we got like three full security like cops there all the time. They weren't right. they were actual cops. They weren't school security guards. Yeah. I remember our we always had one cop, and he would hang out at the school usually around break time. And when everybody kind of sort of got to be, you know, out there by themselves a little bit, they would always show up for those times. And when you got there at school, they were there. And then when you left, they were there. And they may have been there the other times. I just oh, it's attention. the 2012. So yeah, we were. I was still here. Yeah, well, I was in fourth, fifth grade, something like that. But I remember it was fourth and fifth grade. We were 12. No, not fourth, fifth grade. Like eighth or ninth yeah. grade. Excuse me. Mine's in the gutter. Day been a long day. Yeah, but um, a couple days. Yeah. So anyway, so we're gonna give you a preview for what's basically gonna happen this next week. Gavin is going to Florida to see his family tomorrow. Yep, for tomorrow Thanksgiving. Morning. And I will still be around. I'm actually going to South Georgia to go see part of my family on, I think I'm leaving Thursday morning. I think I'm going to leave on Thanksgiving. I might come back Thanksgiving. I might come back Friday. I'm not sure. But we will have an episode up on Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday. And we will have an episode up hopefully Friday. If not, we'll just push it back and try to do Saturday. I you should be back early next week like monday or tuesday oh so you're coming back next week yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna leave tomorrow and then we're gonna watch alabama auburn game there so that's Is saturday that this weekend? yeah 
I did not know that. That's this weekend. So that's right. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It yep. always is. Or Eagle. Or Eagle. <laughs> Go Auburn. So we will see what happens with that, and we will talk. Mostly, we're probably just going to talk about the the Iron Bowl probably. that Monday. Yeah. That's most. That's probably, probably all we'll make time for. Some, some of football, unless Auburn gets blown out, and then we're just not going to speak of it. Yeah, and we would not have like a five minute combo of how we need to fire Gus. But other than that, we'll other than that, I've already fired Gus Miles <laughs> well, on five times yeah, this year, and nobody's listened to me yet. But I've always said if you can beat Alabama and Georgia, we can lose every other game, and I don't care. But we didn't beat Georgia, so as far as I'm concerned, I've fired Gus Miles on. So anyway, guys, this has been another episode of the Erectricians. I hope you tune in next time.